Hello, listeners. Before we start the show, just a heads up that this episode will involve a lot of swearing. We know that we have listeners from overseas uh, and in places where liberal use of the C word is not at all commonplace, but as we are here in fucking Australia, we will not be bleeping them out. With love, if you are in the car or listening in a place where there are kids, this episode contains significant and gratuitous cursing. I'm Osher Ginsberg. If you're listening to the sound of my voice, you are on the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. Hi, I'm Georgia Love, and you're listening to the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. What do you do with an arts degree? I'm still not sure I know. I skipped three years worth of lectures just to binge watch awful shows. There must be some scholarship for accruing worthless knowledge. It's my only talent, honey. That and losing money. Let your excess hex debts rest and then just join us while we start on our bachelor. Bachelor. Hello and welcome back to the Bachelor of Hearts podcast, the show that asks the question How much dog could a dog cunt cunt if a dog cunt could cunt dog? My name is Max Quinn. I'm joined, as always, by my very special friend in life and podcast, Xavier Retsky Noonan. Hello. Hi. Oh, no, I jumped in too soon. just jumping in all over the place. And joining us for the first time ever on the BOH pod, she is the author of the Bachelor Australia Recaps for Junkie Media. She's a writer from Tonightly and Hard Quiz. You might know her as Snitch on Twitter. Rebecca Shaw, back hi. Hello. How are you going? I'm going Really good. Super great. Yeah. I, I was tempted to call us. you a disrespectful pig, but <laughs> <laughs> wait a few minutes. Yeah, give him a chance <laughs> yeah, to yeah. prove it. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. We're <laughs> Um I'd just like to start this episode by reading the title of one of your batchy recaps for Junkie This Week Back. Mm-hmm. It's called All of the Heterosexual Nonsense I Was Forced to Endure During Episode 5 of The Bachelor. Let's start there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, I just want to establish, like, a baseline of masochism for what we're about to experience. Yes. Um, This show is full of heterosexual nonsense every Mm. week, so it remains the title of every episode. (laughs) 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 Because I I recapped um, The Bachelorette last season, and it was much easier to make fun of a group of men than... Not <laughs> they're making fun of a group of women <laughs> and not being like they've got shrill voices. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got to focus in on the all the heterosexual bullshit that mm. begins that we get out. So yeah. it's it's like much like Matt, you're uh, a scientist. Yes, in this exactly. Sense. We're the same. I love the stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Which heterophysicist. <laughs> George Clooney, <laughs> Amal Clooney, <laughs> other Cloonies. Of which Is I'm Amal not better than George? Do we think that? Surely. Well, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. She's <laughs> Amal ahead of, <laughs> of him. Good. Okay. Good. Um, I think uh, it's a great time for you to join us. Um, this is probably the most iconic batchy episode I've seen in Incredible. such a long time. Can I also say, mm-hmm. in terms of our personal history, this is our 69th episode. Amazing. <sighs> it's fate. Yeah. <laughs> I now believe in God. <laughs> um, before we get into the recap, I want to just go around the horn and get like top-line summaries from everyone. What stood out to you the most from Dog Cunt Week? You go. No, please. Well, I think it's interesting you call it... Cause 
Because I heard, I thought they were saying dog cum. Oh, <laughs> I was so convinced they were Interesting. saying dog That's an cum. insane takeaway. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way they were saying that. Who has ever insulted someone? <laughs> so you mixed. <laughs> see you mixed. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. See, see you mixed. Good. Yeah, Thank you, Ariana. Dog cum. Anyway, that was my main takeaway. <laughs> my favorite was that. Um, all the women were just like dropping it left, right, and center. Mm. But Matt kept saying, Dog, see you next Tuesday, which is the funniest <laughs> phrase that I've ever heard in my entire life. Um, <laughs> He's not me- willing to get into the no. mark with the rest of the <laughs> um, For me, it was like the absurdity of this playing out on TV, giving the show leeway to really like lean into self-awareness for the first time. Yeah. Like, this is the first time that this show has ever referred to itself as a show rather than calling itself, like, The Journey. It's or... becoming sentient. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's fully breaking down all of the, like, mm. structure. Yeah. Right. The tremendous yeah. waste of time. It's not any of those things, no. you know. Um, it's the show. And then later we saw Sagan kind of leading, leaning into that as well, calling uh, Abby a wifey. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for me, that was, like... When you think about iconic weeks in Batchy history, like you think about obviously Apollo with the puppies, mm-hmm. um, uh, the pissed in pot plant, yeah. the gigantic horse erection. Do you remember that episode? Oh my God, I do. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you even had Matt saying at some point, like, I'm on a dating show. Why are people getting upset at me for dating? And I was right. like, that's something you don't really hear right. them even referring to it as like a dating show. Exactly. Yeah. They yeah. like to pretend the cameras aren't there a lot yeah. of the time. But <laughs> in this instance, it's like, we're seeing blurry mouths. We're hearing <laughs> bleeps. Like, you can't pretend this is real life. Well, it's amazing. I wonder, like, they would have had to decide to run with that as the narrative for the week as well. Mm, so, totally. like, a little meeting of, like, are we going to get into the dog cunt? <laughs> like, <laughs> is that going to be our storyline for the week? <laughs> I wonder if there's someone, like, lower, le- lower level on the staff who is, like, because they have people who just kind of have to listen through everything, yeah. take notes of what's being said. They probably would have had to raise it with somebody and be like, hey, I think I've got something here, but just like... <laughs> a red flag I'm... email. Yeah. <laughs> Attention. <laughs> stop me if I'm being crazy, but this might be a bit of a talking point. <laughs> it's it's a, like an interesting discussion point. Like you've, I'm sure, sat in those TV rooms back where mm. um, something controversial has been pitched or an idea has come up that is so absurd that it is like you have to execute it yeah you know like it becomes everyone's like collective obsession yeah i'm thinking in particular of like mr oily from tonightly (laughs) yes a wonderful genius bit of work. <laughs> well, at the last stage we've been cancelled, so it was pretty much do whatever you want. And Miss Oily happened. Are suggesting Miss, that maybe the Mr. Bachelor... Mr. Oily for the next Bachelor. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe you knew something about The Bachelor having been cancelled. <laughs> We'd be out of a job. Um, but I can imagine that it took a lot of discussion and breaking down if I know anything about how these things work. but Because it is a, like... It does take it to a different level because they're saying dog cunt. Yeah, like it's taking it to a different realm of what the show is. I feel like that may be a first in prime time. Definitely, and for that many times, Mm. yeah, it's kind of wild. Mm. Mm. Well, let's dive into the recap of The Bachelor Australia season one, episode five. We begin. (laughs) Wait a minute, did you watch an episode from season one? (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) Season seven, episode five. We they say dog cunt all the way back then as well. We begin in the mansion. 
With Chelsea explaining that there is now a divide in the house because Abby is being boastful about her kiss with Matt. Mm. We're soon to see uh, Abby describing her kiss in great detail to the other women, which does come off a bit like, you know, when like a cat rubs on you and puts its scent on you. Mm-hmm. I was feeling a little bit of that from Abby. And I want to pick back up on the conversation that we were having on the show last week, which was like, what if, if we could play armchair psychologist, what is to gain here from Abby doing this? Well, I don't, I don't know if it's, I mean, especially like when she's talking about it in the car and stuff, it seems like it's because other people have brought it up and are like asking her about it. Mm. And they're like, probably some of them are like, give me every detail. And so she's like, she's got to make a strategic decision whether she does that or not. But it's probably like a psychological thing to, to sort of like, um, make them think that they aren't in with a chance. Totally. And that will affect how they, like their desperation levels might go through the roof mm. next time they hang out. Mm. I also feel like this conversation probably happens with every kiss and like we just <clears throat> aren't including the ones that aren't as particularly useful for the narrative that they want to build. that's true, yeah. Like if they're trying to make it seem like Abby is really inducing a lot of jealousy and that sort of thing, mm. like they'll focus on that element, but... It wouldn't surprise me if it was happening everywhere else. And I guess we are in a situation where these women are so like starved mm. for um, attention and information. They don't have their phones. They're inside this mansion. As we see, like in a minute, it gets, gets revealed that they're going to Gosford for a week, <laughs> and they lose their fucking <laughs> shit. <laughs> you know, like Which Gosford loves. <laughs> yeah. No one, I don't think, has really cared that much about Gosford in some time. I just don't think true love is worth not having your phone for a week. Or more. <laughs> can I tell? Can I share a story? I was, um, I was invited to a very exclusive listening event this week. Okay, and I won't. I don't need to drop the artist, but oh, um, right, we all know who it is. Yeah, exactly. So um, on Instagram. Yeah, it was the new Max Quinn single. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Not true. Um, but uh, during this time, it was very um, no phones, like phones in little bags, yeah. um, no backpack sort of situation to hope that this new release was not going to get leaked out. Mm. Um, so I was without my phone for probably like <laughs> 30 minutes and I truly lost my mind. No. Like I fell to pieces. It's a panic situation, isn't it? Like honestly, and I don't think of myself as someone who is like 100% addicted to yeah. my phone, mm. but just like... I was there on my own in a room full of strangers. Um, honestly, I can draw a lot of parallels between this and The Bachelor. Like, Tell me about the last person you kissed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In great detail. Yeah. yeah. And also the Abby Matt kiss was hot. It was great. It yes. was really good. It was yes. like, yeah. it's the best kiss that this show Absolutely. has seen. Absolutely. And we She knows it. what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, Osha arrives at the mansion and explains that we are traveling to the beautiful central coast, <laughs> home of such attractions as I can't think of any, and also there are none. Yeah. <laughs> In the car on the way up, Abby reveals in confessional that Monique has started an anti-Matt campaign and we see Monique airing her grievances in the back seat. Mon says, if Matt wanted to hook up with girls, he could do that on the outside. Mm. Do you think Monique has ever felt (laughs) the sweet sting of rejection even once before in her precious life? Mm. No. No. Absolutely not. There's just no chance, right? There's literally no way. But also she's not done a lot of extended thinking about the format of the show. No. (laughs) He could do it from the outside, but he's on a TV (laughs) show. Here on the TV. On the inside. (laughs) But truly, what do they want? Like it it does seem like some of them do get mad at him. Like Mm. there's these weird etiquette or protocols in 
this format where there is n- nothing. Right. right. And it's sort of like um, maybe you watch past seasons and kind of make up your own rules. Or mm. it's like they've so- all signed the same TV contract, but none of them have signed the same social contract. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, and it's like if anyone is able to reshape the way that we think about what is appropriate to do within the mansion mm. or within the show, it's them, right? Like Totally. By making these choices and taking these actions, they're... Laying the groundwork for future generations. It's <laughs> <laughs> depressing. <laughs> so we arrive at the coast, and the next day, Osha appears with a date card. It's a single date for Abby, and I thought this was really politically like quite interesting because if I were Matt and I just had the date that I'd had with Abby, I would mm. definitely want to see her again as soon as possible. Sure. But at the same time, if you're the Bachelor, do you kind of have to think about like what kind of shit stirring this would cause for Abby? Yes, um, but I feel like he is in some way like gleefully rubbing his hands together and, um, you know, maybe yeah. it's not his choice. Maybe it's more of a choice on behalf of the producers. I don't mm. know. I do think there's a lot of with him like being above the mess, but also causing a lot of yeah. the mess as well. And I'm like, you're not better than them. You're just like, you think you're better than them, mm. but you're in the shit. Mm. I think the position comes with this implied sense of moral high ground. Yeah. But like which allows them to think that they can get away with anything. Yeah. Um, and to a certain degree, like, they do. They but, yeah, it's he's definitely responsible for a lot of what goes down in this episode. Because at this really point, there's still so many women that he hasn't had single dates with. Like, mm-hmm. you would think it would just be a, like, you take someone, like, why hasn't Emma gotten a single date? Where's Emma? Where's, yeah. um, can you believe that by the end of these two episodes, I saw this on Twitter, I can't remember who the author was, um, Nikki is the only one of the second night of introduction girls to still remain in the house. Oh, right. We remember Nikki from the um, cheerleading. The cheerleading. <laughs> yeah. That's How right. How is she the one that's left? <laughs> I don't that's, know. If you had to give me a million dollars, I would not have bet on I that. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Matt rocks up to this date with Abby in a blue ute that looks fresh from the set of the Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> and he and Abby hightail it to a rustic beachside locale, which we'll get to in a sec. Um in confessional, Abby reveals that everything has gone to shit with the girls back in the mansion and also lets slip that she's thinking of telling Matt that the other women have been calling him mean names behind his back. Uh-oh. What could they be? <laughs> <laughs> There's also this lovely bit of flirting in the car um, that where, like, I don't know, mm. she's talking about um, the mic positioning on her chest and, and the spray tans. Mm. And he's like, is this a complicit way to, like get me to look at your boobs and she's like yes it is Matt yeah. mm. it's that really was very, fun. really cute that was yeah. really cute yeah. I, and I sincerely feel like on this date is it's probably the first time that I actually feel a bit of personality from Matt yeah um, yeah like he, she brings it out in him for yeah. sure mm-hmm. yeah um, she's really funny she's funny yeah and um I don't know. He's like, uh, I mean, he's not becoming very vulnerable necessarily, but he is kind of letting his guard down in terms of just personality. Absolutely. Like you're starting to reveal the kinks of who this person is when he's not on the camera and you can kind of see him forget a little bit that the camera's there for the first time. And I really like that about Abby, that she is, as you say, like able to bring that out. And this date is really good for that too. It's basically like a glorified reenactment of one of the Sunraysia ads from the 1990s. <laughs> Do you know the ones where um, the prune pit plucker plucks the pits from the premium oh, plump yeah. prune Sunraysia pick to produce the premium prune juice and paddles on the piles of pits to the prune juice palace on prune pit peak? You know the one? Max, I think your mic's speaking. <laughs> <laughs> it's having a stroke. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're actually stomping various citrus fruits to make cocktails. Mm. Abby describes the process as feeling like cold slugs wiggling around underneath your feet. 
Uh, and the show superimposes that um, sultry music that seems to be reserved like exclusively for her this season mm. over the top of them stomping <laughs> up it's and down like music, gremlins. Right? Yeah, 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 it's the porno music. Mm. It's really weird. Matt um, then offers Abby a spoonful of the juice that they have stomped together and she decides that she will, quote, cop the foot juice. No. This is my love language. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it is a battle between two iconic phrases that enter into the Italian... Um, the Italian. <laughs> <laughs> Mamma mia, the foot juice. The Australian reality TV language has like broadened into extremely specific and in two <laughs> incredibly perfect ways yes. in this week. And it's like, which one is better? I, I'm personally on the fa- on the side of the foot juice. I yeah, think it's cop great. the foot juice uh-huh. is just such a beautiful turn of phrase. But also, why did we have to see... A close-up of their feet stopping. <laughs> the, it truly... I wrote in my thing that I would rather have seen him penetrate her than like <laughs> watch that again. Uh, it was so foul. It was really disgusting. This episode um, did get an R rating for that, which is kind of messed up. <laughs> <laughs> had nothing Not to do with anything else. Wearing, yeah. Yeah. Um, Matt rightly makes fun of Abby for fronting up and deciding to cop like a spoonful of her own slugs. But... Um, it sort of feels like all the tension back at the mansion, we're revealing like uh, how much the juice is worth the squeeze um, mm. in terms of these two being together and having such a good time, even though there is all this drama. Um, but in confessional, Abby says that it kind of presents a problem. Um, the more I respect him and the more I like him, the more I feel guilty for not telling him that people have been saying shit about him. Is that understandable, do you think? Or are we kind of being set up here? Look... I don't know, because <laughs> it it really does sound like they were probably just having a laugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's whatever. And I think I don't like Monique. But I think Abby probably wasn't acting entirely in good faith mm. to do it. But totally. also, I don't care. Good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of my attitude, too, is it's like, oh, I guess maybe she is lying and, like, also good on her. Like, yeah. Well, she's yeah. just twisting it a bit. She's not, like, lying because mm. they did say it. But... Mm. Mm. But, yeah, I think it's just a bit of, like, trying to get an upper hand, mm. which she doesn't need to do. Like, no, she, she's kind of already got it. it. Mm. Yeah. He does like blondes, though. Mm. Yes. Yeah. He's definitely got boobs, boobs, for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, it's really odd because it's sort of like it brings into um, question something that Sagan says later in the episode where she's like, Matt's going around asking who called him a dog cunt. And she's like, look, yes, they said it, but they're bogans and that's how they talk. And it like the dovetailing of language and classism in this yeah, episode is totally. really interesting. Mm. Uh, I, I don't quite have my head around um, where Abby sits on that spectrum or if she's just like a fucking cool opportunist who's yeah. like, I can see a way in here and that this might bond us. Yeah. Which mm. is true. It, yeah. But I also think it really backfired because now she's associated with that true. weird drama in his mind. Yeah. And I think it... If she hadn't have said anything, I think she probably would be in a better position. Mm. And we do see other Bachelorettes on this episode taking the high road, like Chelsea, who we'll get mm. to mm. a little bit later on. Yeah. yeah. Who essentially, she gets the high road just by like pretending it's not happening. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love to do that yeah. in my own life. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> um, back at the resort, we get another bit of really highly staged scene setting to remind us that Monique is pissed off at Matt for being disrespectful. And also a counter perspective from Emma, who says that it's actually disrespectful for Monique to say that Matt's disrespectful. Mm. Emma, like, I, lo- I sort of liked her this episode, but she yeah. was still very much like, don't say anything about my boyfriend. <laughs> like, she's yeah. just protecting him like he's her husband. <laughs> I think it's quite fun that she's just, like, desperate to have a take on it. I know. Oh, yeah. It's like when there's a new meme on Twitter or something and you're just like, fuck, what, 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 what am, am I going to say? Yeah. What am I going to relevant? <laughs> yeah. I had that feeling when the, like, 50 to 70 pigs thing was oh, yeah. happening and I was like, 30 to 50, 30 to 50 please. Oh, my Disrespectful goodness. to the pigs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I should not be <laughs> dipping my toe into this water. But I remember just sitting <laughs> on my phone just like, okay, we have a Bachelor podcast. How can we leave this in? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You did it. I, got, I saw yeah. it. You got in there. It was Max. Um, we also get a bit of chat from Vaco to the other women where she says, we get it. We know that they can use their mouths mm. and how about they use their brains? And... Back at the date, Abby starts to get vulnerable. And it's just really like, um, it's almost like Vaco throws the basketball up in the air and Abby is like slam dunking down yeah, with the yeah, vulnerability yeah. and the smarts. Mm. She's talking about how her family has a history of divorce and struggle, stuff with her dad. And Matt also, it's worth noting, gets vulnerable by admitting um, none of that stuff ever <laughs> happened to me. <laughs> Which, no fucking shit. Look at you. I know. It's shocking. He's brave enough to They kiss, and it's magic and nice. And the sandwiching of these scenes together is really interesting to me. Like, by the end of these two episodes, Monique and Vaco are both gone. Mm-hmm. And I think the show's trying to engender, like, a lot of sympathy for Abby and sort of, like, position her in a way to say, like, oh, look, she's got this strong female role model in her mum and she's way stronger than you think she is and it's more than just the kiss. Am I reading too much into this? I don't know. I wasn't thrilled with Vako saying that because mm. I'm also like, she is using her brain and also is good at kissing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People can do that. <laughs> <laughs> like me, everyone. Ladies. <laughs> single. Uh, no. um, <laughs> but... um. I don't know. I, f- I found the narrative with Abby tricky because she was on such a good path. Mm. And then I feel like they've played this, like obviously Monique is the loser, but they're still focusing on all the other women being mad at Abby. Yeah. So I feel like they're still setting her up like for a downfall because mm. they're not like triumphant. It's like everyone's pissed off at Abby. Yeah. I think they're definitely not willing to let go of it. Like yeah. I think in coming weeks, it's just going to kind of keep going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which great. Sure. <laughs> We're in the pool now and Abby is about to drop the bomb. She talks about how the other women didn't think it was respectful for them to kiss at the cocktail party. And then there's like five full seconds of beautiful silence on this show before she says that Monique really called Matt... Those moments. <laughs> yeah, you really do. Yeah. <laughs> Savor it. She says that Monique called Matt a disrespectful pig and a dog cunt. Matt says, okay, noted. <laughs> And if I were hit, can I just say, yeah, if yeah. I were him, I would say, bow, wow, wow. <laughs> I can't blow <laughs> <away."> <laughs> <laughs> But that's why I'm not on the show. Yeah. <laughs> they won't let me. Uh, <laughs> and that he appreciates Abby for telling him. We cut to commercial. Mm. Um, and this and is, everyone rushes to Twitter. <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, what? <laughs> um, I'm surprised that Dog Cunt didn't trend. Yeah, that's actually mm. surprising. Yeah. People held off. Is there an algorithm? Oh, Twitter doesn't like censoring anything, does it? Yeah, it, it doesn't. Really? Yeah. Um, anyway, next we get the most incredible confessional from Matt. He says that he's in shock 
about what Monique has said. And he wrestles with the animosity the women have towards me for dating on a dating show. He says, the mechanics are strange, but that's the show. And everyone is aware of this going in. This is what we were talking about before. Mm. Like, it's so important that Matt and the show broadly are starting to recognize it's like its own tropes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's weird that it came about um, as a result of the bachelor being slut shamed by one of his bachelorettes, <laughs> <laughs> but I'll take it. I love it. I yeah. love it. I'm on board. <laughs> um, and after this, it's group date time. So the date is basically a glorified trust circle where the women read off cue cards and answer <laughs> questions. This mm. was the gayest shit I've ever seen. Yeah. yeah, and by that I mean lesbian. Like it was <laughs> truly astonishing that he's like, we're gonna have a trust circle. I love this. Like, <laughs> did you? Like, what's well, honestly like nine times out of ten, the group date is like some throw kind of sport. Yeah. yeah. It's like really not very. Throw something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, like, it's not a, at all related to the people's personalities or whatever. Like, as That's abstract true. a concept as a group date is, um, I kind of like that this one was like explicitly about talking to each other, getting to yeah. know each other. That is true. Mm. And even on dates where that kind of stuff pops up they'll like pick one narrative thread and then cut the rest of it yeah true. like we'll talk about it on, on the, the next episode's recap but like there's a Q&A sort of getting to know you type game that happens and we literally just see like oh you held up the letter C and so did Matt <laughs> like they yeah. skip around what the actual question and answer <laughs> yeah. was yeah so it's nice to see some of this stuff even just for a short amount of time mm. actually sort of being interrogated that's true and it does mark the start of like chelsea's slow burn arc that i expect to like grow into a wildfire by the end of the season um matt also uses this time and this is like the two narrative threads that we're pulling here um he's using this time to scratch around for information about who is pissed off at him for kissing at the cocktail party. <laughs> That's and the says, other fun part is it's like the most wholesome date you can imagine, but then also he's got this ulterior... He's just saying, dog cunt, dog cunt, dog He keeps saying, like, I want to use this time to find out, but he never once says, we're in a truth circle. Are any of you mad at me for this exactly. thing that yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. worried about? Yeah, he says, is anyone feeling lied to? That's as close That's as he nothing, gets. And that's not yeah. even mm. the topic. Right, right. Yeah. exactly. And he says... I just want honesty. I want. I was kind of hoping that the girls would bring up that they're annoyed with me. Nobody takes the bait, and I can't help but think like this isn't the most honest way of going about. No, this. exactly. Yeah, you should just do like a like a just quick flash poll, like thumbs up, thumbs down. Mm. Who enjoys the phrase <laughs> "dog gun"? Because <laughs> <laughs> you would ex- expect like three quarters of the women probably haven't heard it recently. Probably, yeah, <laughs> maybe yeah. Maybe a couple of people are a little too quick to answer. <laughs> and maybe those are the people you want to start talking to a bit more about it. <laughs> Anyway, Chelsea gets the extra time with Matt for opening up. They bond over nerd stuff and Matt makes fun of Chelsea for bringing a textbook to the mansion called A Guide to Wastewater Engineering. Chelsea says that she was worried about running out of stuff to talk to with the other women, so she brought a book. And I was watching this and I've never felt a stronger soul connection with anybody. (laughs) Yeah. Especially bringing a book which you will not be able to discuss with anybody. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's not a hundred jokes book (laughs) you can share with the class. (laughs) I love this. I love it. Yeah, it was great. I want the the nerd thing to like go deeper and further. I want to watch their like Star Trek themed wedding or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting. There are a few Klingons in the house, but I didn't um, really peg Chelsea is one of them yeah. stage 15 me. Klingon <laughs> good thank you um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, 
Stage five Klingons. Yeah. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Um, <laughs> as a result of this drama, there's no kiss, but Chelsea does get a rose. It's kind of... It yeah, you Oh, go. sorry. I think it's kind of interesting that, um, like, they're sprinkling in confessionals where Matt's talking about, like, oh, I'm so concerned about all this drama or whatever, and that is kind of used as an excuse for him to not have to kiss anyone or whatever. Like, mm. yeah. But I think it truly did make him nervous about it like i'm yeah. sure he wanted to kiss chelsea but he was actually like what if i get called a dog cunt yeah. <laughs> for doing Again. this like it truly <laughs> did affect like how he acted which yeah. is weird yeah and like we are coming off the honey badger season like the biggest dog cunt who has ever bachelored <laughs> it's like i would understand the fear of being tied with that same brush sure yeah, yeah i get that um also monique should be with the honey badger I feel oh, like that's a yeah. match that made work. in heaven. That would really work. We should call them. <laughs> okay, I will. One eight hundred dog cunt. Which one of them will pick up? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say, um, Monique has been like totally owning the phrase "dog cunt" ever since leaving the show. Oh right, has like, she? Yeah. Well, I've been following her on Instagram, and she's just doing a lot of media appearances and that kind of thing. Which is funny because she's doing like you know breakfast sluts on Kiss FM or whatever. <laughs> where there's no possible chance she's allowed to actually say <laughs> this phrase that has become so iconic for her. But she's like having a DC day in the tags. Oh or whatever. my god! Like, <laughs> it's sort of the best thing that could have happened. Like she would have just gone out in a few weeks, mm-hmm. and you'd been like never think of her ever again. Mm. So it's sort of going out on something iconic is like the best case scenario. Having a like real branded slogan. Yeah, yeah. To, yeah right. Absolutely. It's going to be interesting to see like what kind of brand tie-ins she's going like, <laughs> to like. Yeah. Who are her influencer sponsorships? <laughs> right. Yeah. Purina. <laughs> the vet. <laughs> um, the next thing that happens is another single date, which I truly did not want or need in my life. Like at this point, I was so exhausted by all of the drama yeah. that had happened that like, uh, I, it's with Eleanor and I just like, it was exhausting and unnecessary and I get why we need it for continuity because she gets a rose. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't understand. What happens is they go oyster impregnating. It's the weirdest shit I've ever seen. Mm. What is, mm. what was, can, can we... Just quickly, can someone explain this? No. Well, when an oyster <laughs> and an oyster... Meet on The Bachelor. Right. <laughs> yeah. But that's, the thing is, they were like, we're making our own pearl by impregnating... But that never happens. No. They just fiddle around in an oyster for a while. There's no way this is an instant process, no. right? No, so they I just don't do know that. a lot about it. But and yeah. also it looked fucking revolting. Yes. Again, with the feet thing, and then they the showed up the inside thing? of the yeah. oyster. I'm like, no, don't make me see this. This is gross. And, and they also get like super uncomfortably close to one another as yeah. well. Like, the and then the weird like, oyster guys, like, mm. you know, I was like, what's, what's happening here? What's going on? I, I kind of love the oyster guy. Yeah, he was great, but like in a weird, <laughs> like he just pops into... The energy of being an oyster guy mm. is, oh, yeah. yeah. This is my thing. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, my shot at stardom with my passion. <laughs> Imagine him getting that call. <laughs> like, what are you doing? He's like, puts down his impregnating tools and he's like, hello? <laughs> yeah, okay. Hi, this is Carol from Channel 10. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, <laughs> got a really great idea for the new season of The Bachelor. Are they just run out of ideas? Because they've done, like, they do, like, the wine thing and, mm. like, do they just <sighs> run out of things that they can do together? They must have called the Central Coast and been like, what do you got? <laughs> what and they were oh, like, absolutely. Here's They've looked on the thing. wiki for Central Coast. Yeah, yeah. The mm. tourism website. <laughs> but it's also, like, I feel like there is some need for 
comedy dates every now and then, like mm. just something that they can play wacky music for. But it's an odd choice, I think, for Eleanor, who doesn't seem to be like a wacky. She's pick. not wacky. She not has that all. deep voice. Yeah, she's very. And they're like, it's not. It's like they're playing Operation. It's like we're watching them play that. Right. It's like it's not fun. <laughs> it's not. Go fun. play paintball. It's yeah. complicated and small, so it's like yeah. it's hard to explain and hard to shoot. Yeah. And she it's gets cool. a rose. But is everyone okay with us just m- moving yes, on? Absolutely. <laughs> Great. I mean, I will probably keep thinking about it for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Move on now, yeah, but yeah, not yeah. emotionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll um, check back in on our feelings about it every episode. <laughs> um, finally, mercifully, it is time for the cocktail party, which plays out like it's Cluedo. Mm. Um, <laughs> Matt has gone full Sherlock, and he does like stop short of accusing Monique with the dog cunt in the mansion. <laughs> um, but he does get most of the way there. The murderer was someone in this room. <laughs> <laughs> he says in confessional, this was maybe... I, I mean, I love Cop the Foot Juice, but... This has gone on to be the phrase that has been said the most in my house. Um, this is impacting my ability to find love in the house. <laughs> Which is just something that my girlfriend and I have bandied back and forth. Have you done the washing up, Max? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's really impacting my ability to find love in the house. He's actually, he's, quite a, he's, good, he's a good talking head though. Yeah. Mm. Like compared to Honey Badger as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He's he know, very He's willing. playing the game. Mm. He, he knows what he's doing, mm, which mm. is good. Yeah, uh, like he's got like great media training and he's expressive enough and mm. um, like there's enough wit to him as well. Yeah. And I guess it's self-awareness, right? Yeah. Um, mm. Which the Honey Badger had unfortunately very little of. Well, I mean, Honey Badger has a particular style of self-awareness, True. I guess, which is like he knows what his brand is mm. and he knows like the turns of phrase and stuff that have been effective for him as a you know, post-game interviewee mm. and that kind of thing. And I think he's brought that exact same thing to Batchy. True. But yeah. it just doesn't, it doesn't work in every setting. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. It's in <laughs> the yeah. Um, so he begins by pulling Monique aside, um, reading her, her Miranda rights and laying out the charges. Matt says, I've heard you use some pretty flowery language about myself. <laughs> and Mon says flowery, and Matt says flowery. And Mon says flowery, and Matt says flowery. And Monique says flory, and Matt says flowery. And Monique says McFlurry, and Matt says yes. That was very funny. It was the best. <clears throat> um, Monique denies it firstly to Matt and then to the camera she says you could ask half the girls here and they would say the same thing that's not a good <laughs> <laughs> just don't pick this one this one or this one yeah. <laughs> doubling down on it <laughs> Uh, Matt explains to Monique the very concept of the television show in which she is a willing participant, saying, the idea is that it is an unfair situation. In an ideal world, I wouldn't be dating this many people. And Mont says, yep. <laughs> Matt then decides... Do you think that- he believes that? S- sorry? In his heart of hearts, do you reckon he believes that? Or do you reckon he'd be like, mm, dating 20... 20- In an ideal world, I'd be yeah. dating 20 women. <laughs> <laughs> and this is it. <laughs> <laughs> like, in an ideal world, if... You know, it's, he could have that ideal world by not accepting the <laughs> role of the bachelor. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a difficult proposition. I seem to manage it okay myself. Um, Matt then decides that the next thing to do is to simply go and ask Abby about it. And so he goes and gets her and he decides to make them fight. Yeah. Um, this I don't love. No, I didn't, I didn't like love it, either. it either. It was really like a tough situation for Abby, but she did sort of stand up for herself, which I liked. Mm. 
Um, she says, you said those things, Mon. I saw it and other people saw it. And Mon says, she's genuinely confused and shocked. Uh, she calls Abby fake in confessional and says, I'm not going to justify myself, but justify myself to a 23-year-old who all she does in life is create drama. She really went on about the 23-year-old thing. How old is she? Like 27? 26. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But her, her like, I didn't do it shocked face is... Have you seen I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson? Yeah. When yeah. he's like the nachos thing? Yeah, and yeah, And he like, yes. gets the guy to come over and he's like, what? what? <laughs> I didn't do that. It's like just so clearly that she said it and did it. Her tax should have been like, I was joking around. Not yeah. I didn't say it. Because it's obviously a lie. That's yeah. right. Like, yeah. what's the right a way to approach a situation in which you have called someone a dog cunt yeah. and you now have to admit to it. It honestly is like an I think you should leave sort of situation. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, I didn't say it. <laughs> I was joking. <laughs> but also, she's sort of fucked either way because he's not going to pick someone, a woman who says dog cunt. Mm. It's just not his... He says dog, see you next Tuesday. He's not going to... Yeah, he's not going right. to go there. He's showing right. his true colors. Yeah. yeah. Matt then leaves to go and get Rachel, and as Abby continues to stand up for herself, Mon's position changes from "I didn't say that" to "I can't imagine me saying that." <laughs> <laughs> I love. I've so never much. talked about a dog. <laughs> I don't know what a pig is. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know what I'll be doing next Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she won't be seeing him. <laughs> um, now it's Rachel's turn, and Matt essentially finds confirmation straight away from Rachel that Monique said it. Rachel tries to clarify that it was all a big joke, and Matt looks in confessional like uh, he just drank sour milk. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like full... Australian federal police shit from here on in <laughs> where like um, he's, he's asking mad. all of the women and mm-hmm. like busting down doors and being like who's called me a dog <laughs> following like a trail of clues yeah the best one out of all of these like he gets a straight answer eventually but the best one uh, is Nicole. Nicole oh my god mm-hmm. where she's like I don't recall what was said, but I do recall standing up for you, Matt. Yeah. That was fucking incredible. It was so, like... She's like, I couldn't possibly say, but it was negative, and I did defend you because I love you, but I'm fucking on the details. It must have been just the energy of that night where everyone is being pulled aside one by one being asked about it. Mm. So then the rest of the group is like, all right, what's my angle? (laughs) Everyone calls you a dog cunt. (laughs) We all do it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, then we get a bunch of people talking about, well, that's what she said, but that's not what she meant. Mm. I feel like we've kind of gone over that and in different social circles, those words mean different things, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it becomes time for Matt to line the ladies up and dress them down, telling them that tonight has been a tremendous waste of time and boy, doesn't it feel like it. (laughs) (laughs) I love, that's another example of the show really owning up to itself. Yeah. You know, it, it, he calls it a TV show. Yep. He explains that it is a tremendous waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Um, the women are embarrassed. It's time for the rose ceremony. And after tallying zero confessionals on the show this episode, it is ukulele toting children's entertainer Julia who is sent home. They build what? Up, <laughs> they build up a lot of drama around who will be sent home out of the two of them. Yeah. Uh, at the heart of this controversy. And then it's. Sweet and innocent Julia. I know. 
and she wears a little hat sometimes. <laughs> yeah, sometimes she's got the hat yeah. on. Yeah. She, I don't know. Like and in the cast, she said, I hope we do some cool activities yeah, <laughs> when I they're waiting the for it, which I was like, that's the best thing I've ever heard. I hope you do too. It's <laughs> <laughs> like colouring in. Yeah. Or like. Instead, she ends up as this like casualty of war and like caught in the crossfire of all of this shit. I would be furious. Oh. Mm. She should call him a dog cunt. I'm absolutely sure. Yes, the real dog cunt in this episode is the fact that Mon stays and yeah. Julia is sent home. Can you imagine how you would feel being the person who was sent home instead of the woman who called him a dog <laughs> cunt? What did she do wrong? She's not blonde. Yeah. yeah I was going to say it was the crime of playing a song to him on the ukulele on night one, which like <laughs> has, has cost some other people their time in the competition. <laughs> but, but not doing a cheer. Well, yeah. <laughs> but also, um, I saw on Instagram this week that she had been asked by a lot of her new fans to post a full version of the song that she played. Oh, lovely. And so she did. And it's, like, pretty good. Cool. Like, um, I watched the whole thing. It's, like, a minute and a half or something. I'm sure it's still up if anyone wants to check it out. I do want to. Yeah. Too. The ukulele, a little bit out of tune. I'm uh, not going to be whatever. a stickler about it. But, like, her voice is, like, really good. Lovely. Like, she's on the wrong show. Wow. Australia's she, Got Talent. She'd be on Masked Singer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do we want to talk about Australia's Got Talent? Let's now talk about it. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Um, are you up on everything that has happened with Ivan? I, someone informed me. They called me and were like, Ivan's <laughs> been a scene. He's been spotted. <laughs> <laughs> um, not only was he spotted, he did a whole routine for the judges of Australia's Got Talent. That's right. Um <laughs> He brought out two, like, extra mini Ivans to help him do the dance moves. So, the person who told me were like, he brought out people who could dance, unfortunately. Yes. <laughs> he's not in sync but, with them, unfortunately. And he's, yeah. like, puffed. He was winded. Middle. He was, like, this is... So, he gets, like, three quarters of the way through the routine, and you can just tell, like, he is so spent <laughs> by this. And, like, the rigour of being on TV. And it comes to uh, Shane Jacobson. Mm-hmm. Um, Kenny, himself. Kenny himself Classic yep. singer Performer <laughs> <laughs> Someone who is well known Talented. For having talent right. yeah. um, To make the call On whether or not Ivan goes through To the next stage And he's like Look For your sake There are much better dancers That I've already seen In this competition And it would hurt you too much For me to put you through <laughs> And it was like The most Like mercy killing That I had seen On this show Probably since uh, Tanil had to let Ivan go In the same fashion <laughs> oh, On yeah. Bachelor in Paradise <laughs> And someone was like, um, he's still saying he, his dream is to be step up. That's and right. like, that's mm. not a thing that you can do or be. He that's wants right. to be in the next step up, like dancing alongside Channing Tatum. <laughs> like he's the co-lead. He's the co-Channing. Mm. Mm. I'm afraid he's just avocado blender for the rest. That's mm. all. That's all he's got. I he mean, should have made a dance called the avocado blend or something. That's and great. Not that way. If he really kind of gets that stuck and break halfway through. Yeah. <laughs> I genuinely feel like his dancing was not that bad, but it was just really like him reappearing, him like rehashing the narrative of what happened on Batchy in Australia's Got Talent, trying to get a new audience. That's mm. the part that's like really depressing. Yeah, to me. he's well, got a sad energy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Best is. of luck. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> can't knock the hustle. Um, hey Nicole, oh, the from hustle the and flow, dog. right? Yeah. The hustle and what's that? That's a dance movie. Oh. Uh. Mm. Just me. Just you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's move on, shall we? Yes. All right. Um, so let's talk about the next episode, Bachelor Australia, Season 7, Episode 6. Um, Matt's head is a mess from last night, and so he has to contemplatively stare off into the distance about it for a little while. 
Um, he decides to give Monique another chance to win back his trust. Don't know why exactly, right. but um, he has invited her as well as Abby to the group date together today. Really a recipe for success. <laughs> um, uh, what else would this group date be, of course, other than a marriage-themed sort of series of like <laughs> wedding God. games? Um, this is apparently because Matt has been a groomsman at over half a dozen weddings. I have been to approximately one wedding and that was frankly enough weddings for me. <laughs> How do you get to that point? That means you have like at least six incredibly close right. friends. Yeah. Like that you are friends enough that you would be there. It's it's because he's so handsome. He is. They're like, yes, yeah. we want him in a suit at yeah. our wedding. Well, we has it all been nice. since he found out he would be the bachelor? <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, celeb. Get this man. Yeah, yeah. it's interesting. Um. But yes, okay, the heterosexual propaganda machine grinds ever onwards. <laughs> um, firstly, Matt tosses a bouquet of flowers at the women over and over. This is the first game, um, but using a slingshot because physics? Mm. Um, it's it's all physics, even if you just throw it yeah. in the air. It's not a physics machine. It's right. a <laughs> I guess the implication is that Matt uses a slingshot a lot in his work as an astrophysicist. How <laughs> do the stars get up there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the women all wear safety goggles, which I think is a nice touch. Although the only real danger on this date comes from the muddy field that they have mm. decided to do this in for some reason. It was gross. There was nowhere else they could possibly have gone. <laughs> no, all of Gosford was small. Oh no, there's only this jelly <laughs> pool. <laughs> um, there's a pretty horrific, like zoomed-in shot of someone's butt, which oh, is yeah, covered in like gross. runny, dark brown mud, mm. which is not a great look. Um, but I really love Vako saying, um, "I'm not uh, sorry." She says. I'm really confident about my bouquet catching ability, so I think I've got this. It's like, in <laughs> Who's what, confident about that? <laughs> how do you come to be confident about that specific thing? Yeah, what experience do you have? Maybe she's been at, at six, six plus weddings. <laughs> yeah. um, in round two, Matt walks out in a tux, looking virtually the same as he always does in whatever other suits. Um, and then he's followed by Abby, Vaco, Nikki, Kristen, and somebody named Cassandra. Who knows? Nope. Um, and they're all dressed in different bridal gowns. Um, this is, of course, a super normal thing um, <laughs> to force all of your girlfriends to do together. <laughs> um, Asha asks the women, quote, compatibility questions. This is what I was talking about before. Most of them we don't see, um, thus reducing the amount of learning about the actual people on this show oh, that yeah. we're forced to do. Great. God and forbid. some of them, the answer is, oh, they're like... Is communication good or is sex good or is both good? Mm. And it's like, <laughs> who the fuck is not choosing C? Of course. Whenever you're given an all of the above. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It was wild. Um, Abby tells the camera she's not especially interested in marriage, but then in the game answers that uh, she wants to be married with children in five years. This is the game playing that you were talking about before, Beck, where mm. like she's more switched on than than we think that she is. Yeah. You know? But also she's, that's also, it's so hard in this show when you're dressed as a bride to not be like, I don't believe in marriage. Like, totally. It's going to immediately cut you out mm-hmm. from his mind because right. they said it, you have to do it. <laughs> He's made it pretty clear that this is an important yes, thing exactly. for him by the and very like, structure of this. And it does posit a few times in the ep- in episode and later with Chelsea where it's like, do you want, a career or do you want to be a wife? <laughs> it's like you can, you're allowed to do it all, but it's 2019. Mm. 
Um, anyway, it doesn't go down well. Um, Sagand and Monique hang shit on her in confessionals about being fake, with Sagand saying, quote, she's trying to present herself as wifey material, mm. which is this thing you talked about before. Like, mm-hmm. this is, like, language from Unreal. Yeah. Um, or, you know, the Bachelor criticism universe at <laughs> large, of which we are <laughs> the most important part. Hello. Yes. Yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, Vako ends up winning the alone time with Matt. Mm. They settle in at a bachi couch where Vako begins to giggle uncontrollably. Um, I'm guessing she's a little bit nervous. Maybe she's like a little bit drunk. I'm desperate to know what's actually happening in this scene because it feels like it's being edited around a little bit. But yeah. I kind of yeah. feel like it's delightful, maybe. This is my hot take. Anyway. Interesting. I love Vako and... I just thought it was a shame that, well, I don't know exactly what went on, but she's so confident and, like, funny. Mm-hmm. And then when she got around him, she was just, like, laughing at everything he said or did. It was obviously making him uncomfortable, mm. which is, I mean, I sort of like. Yeah. A lot of men are like, oh, I'm hilarious. Right. right. Yeah, but he yeah. was just like, please stop doing he's this. <laughs> well, he's, like, saying these increasingly banal, like, yeah. he's trying to read off the palm cards. Or right, whatever, yeah. And she's, like, laughing and spitting red wine all over him. <laughs> and like, Yeah, it's one of those ones where, like, up. she is a model and a YouTuber and an influencer. And the, the disconnect is that you expect those people to be good at talking Mm. and maybe they are really good at talking in situations like we put her in the professional modeling context a few weeks ago and she's shone as cleopatra yeah yeah um and she's obviously very confident at catching bouquets bouquets yes she's got some good one-liners like talking head stuff but yeah she just sort of couldn't well i mean i I just don't think they're a match right like they have nothing that's it yeah but also when he was like we're not talking about how young she is and i'm like that's all half of these women are Half your age. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like, that's not the thing. It's yeah. It's that you have nothing in common. That's right. And I think that those two things are like, those terms are kind of like syn- synonymous, yeah, but they yeah. shouldn't be. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. He says that he's worried that they might be at different stages in their lives, um, which like is, I guess, his way of saying like, you know, it, it reads like the problem is that she's 23, but I think more likely it's like, she has some stuff she wants to do before settling down and he doesn't sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's where there's some weirdness around that stuff where mm. she's like, I want to do career stuff. And right. he's a bit like, well, I've got my career. Mm. So now yeah. you must make babies. Yeah. Right. Can't so you, you must just sit there and be proud of me? Baby page. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, there's no rose for her. She's a little bit teary and confessional oh. saying, I don't think he's really into me. I felt so sad. Me too. I really like yeah. do better. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't want her to end up with Matt no. necessarily, <laughs> but like just seeing her be this yeah, upset, it it's like, come on. She's mm. like sweetness and light. Yeah. yeah. There's someone there for, for Vaco who isn't the, the bacho. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah right. You'll allow it. <laughs> um, Matt rocks up at the mansion wearing a pretty lovely orange sweater. Um, it did he, look good. I, liked, that I liked it too. Yeah. He's like a hot roasted pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> he's like a big strong carrot. <laughs> <laughs> he's like a cuddlier version of Hobbs from Calvin and Hobbs. <laughs> <laughs> or an even sexier version of the hot fox Robin Hood from oh. the Robin Hood oh, movie. That's a yeah. sexy fox. Yeah. Uh, he's the new black. <laughs> I wrote a All bunch right. of alternates for this. <laughs> um, anyway, he pops in <laughs> to take Chelsea out. On a single date at the Batch Pad. Yes. First time we see the Batch Pad this season. Mm. Um, When they arrive, Matt reveals that they'll be baking together. Um, He tells us, I love baking and I'm man enough to admit it. Congrats. Great. (laughs) Of course, we know that real men just like eat straight raw flour (laughs) out of the bag. Flour? 
<laughs> Flower? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Matt, I guess, is really in touch with his feminine side, so he eats cooked food. <laughs> um, I'm breathing a heavy sigh at this point. Um, Matt says that the reason he likes baking is because it's basically chemistry in the kitchen. Uh, <laughs> these fucking nerds, am I right? <laughs> but also, energy. he's not a chemist. No. Right. They're very yeah. different things. Yeah. You can't just be a s- all of science. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I mean, like, in comparison with all of the other bachelors, I guess, like, he he's is entitled to... He's a genius to... scientist. Yeah. Of all. yeah. yeah. Um, they accidentally does he leave... just build himself the perfect life? <laughs> <laughs> Um, they accidentally leave the eggshells in this uh, banana bread that they're making, which I like because he's taking a leaf out of Yvonne's cookbook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and they generally decide to like give up straight away and just start throwing flour and raw eggs and shit at each other. Um, they're smushing it into each other's hair and each other's faces. Is this his hetero nonsense that you were talking about? Oh, that's the... The worst part was when they just were like, let's go wash it off in the pool. Right. <laughs> no, you have a shower. Yeah. Just wash uh, shit off into a pool. But I was thinking about this critically and I was like, the, you know, they're playing the cute music over the top yeah. of it and like trying to make it seem like this is like really cute and charming. But I can't think of any relationship that I've been in where this would be appropriate. Like and this is so annoying. This is an mm. afternoon ruiner. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's because, look, they... Obviously, have a lot in common, and a lot of that is that they're boring, mm. and so them together trying to like do something fun is like, well, I guess we'll throw this shit at each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the expectation is like the cameras are on, do some shit. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm. I will say though, as someone who's watched a lot of this show, this is kind of a huge tell. Um, mm. The there's like a legit pattern in The Bachelor with the messy date, um, which uh, leads to oh, the couple ending up up together. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. Richie? Well, yeah, I don't know what this says about the show or what it says about like the culture we live in, or, right? You know, <laughs> heterosexual culture or anything. Um, but like the fucking yeah, like you were saying, the chocolate bath date with Alex oh, and yeah. Richie, um, or the pizza making date where um, Schnezana actually also threw flour at Sam Wood. Interesting. Uh. Um, couple that with like the steamy makeout session that follows in the pool, a la Maddie J and Georgia Love. Mm-hmm. Uh, the signs sort of seem to line and also up. all the house being like. Oh well, he's gonna see Chelsea in her bikini. Like it's all over for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, what could possibly happen when she? Like, I know like what good bodies look like, but I'm like, they're talking like it was some like magical thing. I was like, okay. And they're yeah. also talking like the rest of them aren't all like yeah, magazine no. model. Like true. You know. Yeah, Monique's like oh, me, big. <laughs> Um, I also kind of enjoy that as the flower and the water and the hair and the kissing all Ugh. sort of converge, there's like this crusty glue situation that's sort of happening Fucking between foul. them. I mean, every, this is foot oyster, this, it's like turning me off even more than usual. With that said though, this glue thing, like it's literally making them inseparable, guys. Oh. Um, anyway, Chelsea and Matt then get changed and they have hair and makeup reapplied <laughs> um, and some banana bread, which they definitely cooked, uh, comes out, which they thoroughly enjoy two small bites each of. Yeah. And they're like, mm, and I'm like, it's banana bread. Come, it's yeah. the most basic thing you can make. Yeah. <laughs> um, Chelsea talks about her plans for the next few years. Um, she drops the fact that she's going to make work work around her goal of starting a family which is like the Mm -hmm. magic words in bachelor (laughs) um matt says it's an enormous bonus that chelsea is also passionate about science um and chelsea seems to really appreciate having someone around who can quote understand what on earth i'm rambling on about half the time 
Um, that's kind of upsetting to it me. Sounds like Chelsea's been in the wrong relationship a lot. Mm. <laughs> also, like I don't, I'm not a person who is in the world of science or whatever, but it seems like there's a lot of men involved, right? Right. Surely oh, she could absolutely. be meeting some of them who would understand what she's yeah. talking about. Maybe. Mm. So she would. She didn't because when she arrived with her s- tattoo thing, mm. she di- she just didn't she didn't know that he was a science guy. No, I guess so not. She was expecting some real dummy yeah. that she had to like talk down to, I guess, because she was like, oh, I didn't know if you if you would know what I'm talking about. I'm like, mm. you're just saying like, this is a molecule. Like, yeah. you're not, yeah. you don't need a degree. <laughs> yeah. But she must have been expecting some fucking moron. So yeah. now she's like, whoa. Wow. He knows what. He's smart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he also, we can all understand what you're talking about. Right. Yes. I feel like I could hold a conversation about it. Of course. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, Matt says her intelligence is a turn on. What are the odds that Matt has sapiosexual in his Tinder bio? Oh, oh. my God. Um, in a West native. <laughs> um, <laughs> can I pat your doggo? There's heaps. Looking for my partner in crime. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Kill me. Um, <laughs> they share a pash on the couch. That's in my Tinder bio. <laughs> <laughs> and it worked. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was a weird date you were telling me about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they share a patch on the couch and Matt gives her a rose. Honestly, it's pretty nice. Like, yeah. As boring as he is and as boring as she is. They're a good, boring match, yeah. I would say. It's not like lighting up the screen with no. passion and excitement, but it's also like if he's going to make it work with anyone, it feels pretty plausible. Yeah. Uh, and I got her in the office sweep, so. Oh, my tick, like. tick, tick, yeah. Huge. Um, so now it's the cocktail party and time for part two of dog cunt gate <laughs> is that what we have to call it i don't know yes. <laughs> can shorten it maybe <laughs> um but why <laughs> um firstly monique makes an attempt at apologizing to matt um but then he asks what she's apologizing for and she says that was so clever she of says, him. yeah it's a great yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah she says for the whole situation <laughs> and i can't physically say that i said that sentence <laughs> because i don't think that i said that sentence <laughs> It was something along the lines of, I don't know, like, like what was it? I genuinely just can't remember. <laughs> She's not a good liar. Like, no. it's no. shocking. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Matt says that sounds like a cop out and not like a cop the foot juice out either. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's the good kind of yeah. cop out. Yeah. Um, Matt says the trust that they had has been broken. Um, and although it could have been addressed pretty quickly, it's snowballed into this like irredeemable situation. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, I'm just not sure how exactly things move forward. I think it's for the best if you leave the mansion. Um, and I do like that at the end of all of this and this like week that has gripped the nation um, in such a way, I do like that the, the lesson quite definitively isn't don't call someone a dog mm. cunt or don't call the bachelor a dog cunt or don't call your boyfriend a dog cunt or anything <laughs> yeah. like that. Because like, this is a phrase that now belongs to us all. <laughs> right. You know, it's been gifted. Yeah. It's like, um, don't lie about calling someone a dog cunt. That's right. right. Yeah. It, yeah. Essentially it boils down to like, if you're going to call the bachelor a dog cunt, don't be a dog cunt about <laughs> it. <laughs> That's a sticker. Good. Um, am I allowed to say that? Yeah. That many times? Yes. Okay. Don't ask me to leave the podcast. No, there's absolutely no chance. Um, Osha breaks the news to the women um, before telling them that there will still be a rose ceremony and someone else will be going home. Mm. Also, just a brief moment to point out that Osha is wearing this really cute blue shirt with like these little cotton plants on it, maybe. Mm. Um, Love this for him. He's just great. Mm. Has anyone visited the um, tram sheds in Sydney recently? 
Not recently. Um, they've got cotton plants uh, mm. that are like outside there. Basically, it's a shopping center that has a bunch of hedges around mm-hmm. the outside, like a, like a hedge gate. And um, dog can't hedge, <laughs> sort of like a dog can't hedge gate, yes. And uh, we were walking there the other night, and I was like, "Is that cotton?" And like, put my hand in it, and I was like, "I can't believe it! Wow, I didn't realize that these were cotton bushes." The cunts, if I can use that term <laughs> liberally on this podcast, <laughs> I think we've made space <laughs> for that at this point. Have taken sticks of cotton and painstakingly and individually tied them to the existing hedge. To simulate, because I emailed them about it, a winter effect. <laughs> oh, so it's like snow? Yeah. Whoa. Can wow. you believe this shit? Really I can't believe you emailed about it, mainly. <laughs> of course. I was so curious. I was like, what are you doing, you psychos? <laughs> to whom it may concern. Yes. We are greatly concerned about <laughs> I'm this. I'm a 65-year-old man <laughs> and I'd like some answers. <laughs> Ford, 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 Ford. <laughs> cotton, fake cotton. <laughs> Did you send that to just one email address or like everyone in the entire chain? <laughs> I sent it out to the entire fake cotton media. <laughs> um, so Chelsea has a rose already. So the rose order goes like this. Emma, Helena, Mary, Abby, Nicole, someone named Brianna. Brianna. Oh. Um, Rachel, Ellie, Cassandra, Nikki, Kristen, and Sagan. So unfortunately, it is goodbye to the pure oh, ray of sunshine named Mako. Hashtag bring Vaco Baco. Mm, good. Vaco um, had to Paco. Uh, yeah. Tobacco. Tobacco. And then we close mm. with this like somewhat chilling narration from Sagand, who says, I don't know exactly what Abby's intentions are, but I do know that she knows exactly what she's doing. <laughs> Is that, does that mm. make sense? Is that an oxymoron? I don't know. I, th- I think it makes sense to Sagand. <laughs> and that's what's important. Mm. I th- like. I feel like what she's saying is, um, I don't like her. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I on. I did when um, Monique left, and they uh, obviously asked Abby what she was feeling, and she had this smile that she could not stop smiling. I don't know if you yeah. remember. It was very yes. like it was really chilling. Yeah. Because she was sort of like, oh, and she just you could just see she was trying to stop smiling. <laughs> <but she> <laughs> <couldn't>. <laughs> <laughs> All her teeth were barred. Like it was, yeah. As well, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I um, I don't know. There's. I, I feel like if we could do a little bit of a temperature take on Abby and uh, I guess Monique's gone, but Sagand as well, because I feel like she was a real prominent naysayer yeah. in this episode. Mm. Where are you moving forward on these women? Do you think that there's potential for any of them to go that much further outside of, say, Chelsea? I think we. I think Sagand and uh, Abby are both that. They've, this has done them in, I think. Yeah, I think Eleanor, I think, is still there. Yeah. Mm. And Chelsea. Mm. Yeah. Um, I feel like Abby is going to fight a bit harder yeah. over mm. the next few weeks. And I think just the sheer, like, Matt having the hots for her so much will mean that The horniness. Will... Yeah. Mm. Yeah, he, that'll get like, her through. He is pretty Very horny. horny. Yeah. yeah. And there's a whole rumour about him sleeping with one of them mm. at Ooh. some point that I've seen floating around. I've I didn't know so this. So I bet my bet would be Abby. That's yeah. interesting. I wonder to what degree it will actually be like a focus of the show. Yeah. Like, because we've watched a lot of, I don't know if you've watched US Bachelor a lot, mm. um, but they like... They have the room or whatever. They specifically like carve out one week right. where the bachelor the fuck g- week. gets to fuck. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's like the final three women and he does them all. 
I mean, that makes sense to me. Right. That's the thing. And and looking at the Australian one, it seems like bizarrely conservative that that doesn't happen. Mm. You Um, say dog cum, but you cannot have sex. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, it's so weird that like um, we've spent a whole episode dedicated to dog cunt, but it came out of a situation in which a man kissed a woman at a party. Yeah. Mm. You know? Mm. Uh, I've seen that happen before. Yeah. 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 Um, what was the person a dog cunt out of curiosity? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> makes sense. It's yeah. all lining up. Mm. Mm. Uh, all right. I think that... Um, but Sagant, you yeah. were mentioning her as well. Yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah. like her chances, really. I, um, I've liked Sagan less and less over these last mm-hmm. couple of episodes. Um, I just... I, you can feel the, like, jealousy or the, like, um, ganging up a little bit yeah. from her. I don't know. Well, it's sort of when the focus has moved away from you, you probably go psycho Certainly. a bit. Yeah, and I, so yeah. then you jump on this whole situation and you choose a side and mm. that's what she's done. But it's interesting she's become like a real talking head about it, which I think does not bode well for her. No, yeah. It's sort of like she's picked a um, hill to die on that yeah. she, like, was you not You've got to stay above the fray, I think. Yeah. Mm. She does do a pretty good like sassy confessional. Yeah, um, that's true. You know, like yeah. they, they cut to her a lot because she's quite emotive. Mm. Is Mary, Mary was nowhere to be seen... She's around. Mary's She's still in the show. A bit of a caricature, I think. Like, yeah. using her as a crutch for, like, a punchline a lot yeah, of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we've essentially, like, we've got our final four, I reckon, in um, Eleanor, Chelsea, Abby, and maybe Sagand. Mm. I reckon maybe even Emma, the way they're Oh, playing. Emma. True, mm. true, true. But one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we've, like, in the next three weeks. Did you say Ellie? Oh, Ellie, oh, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. She's got to And be actually, she's Kristen, be up there. they've like showcased the she's last not couple of episodes. Annoying, is she in the last no. few? Yeah, like she just seems to be kind. Yeah. yeah. On reflection, like the emphasis on Kristen on night one, like the whole China researcher thing, yeah. seems completely bizarre with the rest of her characterization. True. Oh, I even forgot that was her. That's yeah. her whole Until this thing. moment. Yeah. yeah. And it's still, oh, her okay. little Chiron on the bottom of the screen still says like China researcher. And every time oh. that pops up, I'm like, Oh, that was that was the weird one. She I seems just so assumed, weird that night. Yeah, that I just assumed normal. whoever that was got sent home. Yeah, mm. fuck, that just clicked for me. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. But like, it, that means that in the next like three weeks of TV, we have to get rid of people that we've just not heard from, like yeah. Brianna and Cassandra, mm. as well as uh, Nikki's got to go. Oh no, um, she wins. Surely, <laughs> <laughs> and like, then, she knows that finding love can be quite tricky. <laughs> <laughs> she understands that better than any of them. <laughs> And our villains like Nicole and Mary and Rachel all still all in the house. Mm. Yeah. So many. Mm. I don't know whether it's going to be boring TV or good TV, but we've certainly had a really good run up until this point. Yeah. 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 It's making our jobs easier. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm. Um, all right. Are we, uh, are we done here, you reckon? I think that's about it. We're yeah. Done. Thanks cool. so much for joining us. On Pleasure. Thanks for having us. Yeah. On your podcast. Really appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> Did I say that? <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh, okay. uh, you're both welcome. No, thank you so much. Um, do um, you have anything you would like to plug? I know you do a lot of cool I guess stuff you can read the Twitter. recaps, but look, if you don't like listening, you can read <laughs> instead. <laughs> Depends what you like. Try and do both at once. <laughs> yes, two at the same time. Yeah. Uh, Beckshaw, Brock Snitch on Twitter. Uh, best way to find you? Yeah. Yeah. It's all good. Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us for another week on the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. Mm. This is the bit where I hang Xavier out to dry and let him say a bunch of shit to wrap up the episode. And yes, of course. Well, hello. I mean, we, did, uh, we did come here to make friends. So if you would like to find us on the internet, it's at BOHpod on social media. Um, I would love you to do that, please. Mm-hmm. Also, go on uh, your Apple podcast or your other podcast thing of choice and um, let them know 
Boy, oh boy, what a cool thing this was. <laughs> I sat here for 90 minutes. I didn't complain once. <laughs> and uh, normally I'm cranky <laughs> writing some emails. I don't know. Um, you know, give us some stars. Like The Bachelor. Hmm? Mm. Like Matt Agnew. Yep. Um, hopefully we'll make it into the Agnew and Noteworthy section on uh, iTunes. Um, no one is allowed to interrupt me during this part of the podcast. <laughs> I see you raising the microphone to your mouth and I ask you to please <laughs> put it down on the table. <laughs> um, what else? Um, I hope everyone's having a good time at the moment. Um, the weather's warming up, which is nice. <laughs> and, um, uh, just keep hydrated and, you know, take care of yourselves and uh, I love you, actually. So, <laughs> how do you like that? Um, please... Um, <laughs> Don't listen to any other podcasts. I will know. <laughs> <laughs> we have to go. Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.